If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Two Sons, Matthew 21, verse 28 to 32. The theme is about obedience and repentance is the proper response to hearing the gospel. The context is chief priests and elders question Jesus' authority, having driven out the money changers. Matthew 21, 28. Jesus said, What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He said to the first, and said, Son, Go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Obedience, love for God. What matters to God is simple obedience, and Jesus was driving this point home very effectively. When we strip away all the ritual, formalism, and religion of men, what is left is lip service, which is so shallow and superficial. Faith without deeds is dead, according to James 2, verse 14 to 26. God is all about reality, authentic, transparent, and childlike faith. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 and 4. It's so easy to get caught up in all the details of formalism that we miss the big picture of truth. Matthew 23, verse 23 to 24, and Luke 11, verse 27 to 28. Now in James 1, 27, it states, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, 
to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So the real question is, how do we express the highest form of love for God? It's really quite simple. Just do what he says. Obey his word in the Bible. What is it that delights the heart of God more than anything else? When we walk in the truth. Third John verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So the bottom line is, if we know the love of God, we'll do what he says for us to do. 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 through 6. 1 John chapter 5 verse 2. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God, to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. The son who said no. Matthew 21 verse 28. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later changed his mind and went. So in this parable, Jesus presents two sons. The first son represents the tax collectors and prostitutes. The second son represented the religious leaders at that time, the self-proclaimed righteous ones. The central theme of this parable is obedience to the Father's will. With the first son, there was a delayed obedience. So initially, the tax collectors and prostitutes rebel against God and start out living a life of sin and self-indulgence. When the first son said, I will not go, that was a blatant rejection of his father's will. However, later on, the first son repented and changed his mind and obeyed and went. What matters the most is how we end our life, not how we started it. Ezekiel 18 verse 19 to 32. If we die in our sins and reject God's offer of eternal life, it's too late. We are doomed. John chapter 8 verse 24, chapter 12 verse 47 to 49, Hebrews 2 verse 1 to 4, 1 John 5 11 to 12. John chapter 3 verse 35. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. The fruit of salvation is a transformed and changed life. We see this in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to chapter 5, verse 15, Colossians 3.1 to verse 10. The work of God's grace is self-evident in our lives, or nothing happened. 1 John 3, verse 7 through 15, and chapter 5, verse 18. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, according to Luke 3, 3 and Acts 19, verse 4. It was more than a symbolic gesture or wishful good intentions to be water baptized by John. It was to prepare the hearts of the people to receive Jesus as their Messiah. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 to 22. John explained clear expectations and practical examples of a repentant and changed heart, producing the fruit of changed behavior as explained in Luke chapter 3 verse 7 to 14. The point is, a real encounter with God produces corresponding change. We need to be careful that we don't fall into the other ditch of trying to earn or deserve our salvation from God, which is impossible. Romans 4 verse 1 through 12 and Galatians 2 verse 1 through 16, chapter 5 verse 1 through 12, and chapter 6 verse 15. John chapter 6 verse 28, then they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, 
to believe in the one he has sent. This parable points out the good news that even the worst of sinners, God will grant them eternal life if they will repent and turn from their sin and place their faith in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 through 17. Romans 3:22. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. The son who paid lip service, Matthew 21 verse 30. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. It is such a trap for us to think that just saying yes to God is the same as doing it. Speaking words is a very important principle in obeying God, according to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11 to 20. The act of obeying God is preceded by believing God's word in our hearts, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 5 through 17. It becomes quite evident in Scripture that God speaks his word first and then he fulfills his every declaration. We see that in Numbers 23:19, Isaiah 55 verse 10, Luke 21:33, Mark chapter 11 verse 12 to 14 and verse 22 to 23 in Hebrews 11:3. So what we see in scripture is that God never seems to do anything without saying it first. His words are a creative force. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 in the amplified Jesus is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. We get into trouble by paying God lip service to his commands and never follow through with actions that back up our words. That kind of faith in the Bible is called dead, according to James chapter 2, verse 14 to 26. This is what the Pharisees and religious leaders of Jesus' day were guilty of. Matthew 7, 21-23, Mark chapter 7, verse 6-8, through 8, and Luke chapter 6, verse 46-49. It's really a part of fallen human nature to blow smoke, empty promises with good intentions. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 17, When I planned this, did I do it lightly? Or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say yes, yes, and no, no. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. A crucial aspect of integrity is to mean what we say and say what we mean, thus avoiding oaths. Psalms 15 verse 1 through 4, Matthew 5 verse 33 to 37, 2 Thessalonians 1 11, James chapter 4 verse 13 to 17, and chapter 5 verse 12. It's either God's way or no way at all. It's not all relative or subjective as people think. Judges 17.6, Matthew 7 verse 13, John 14.6, 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 17 and 18. In Matthew 21 verse 31, Jesus goes on to say, Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did, and even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. God is not partial, nor does he show favoritism. According to Romans 2 verse 1 through 11, 
Ephesians 6.9 and Colossians 3.25. God looks for repentance and obedience by His grace and through our faith. Revelation 3.3 and chapter 14 verse 12. So these religious folks rejected God's way as people do today. Romans chapter 10 verse 1 through 4. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 through 4. Luke 7.29. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.